This is the Cleveland Guardians Fancast with your host, Quincy Wheeler, a podcast about the Cleveland Guardians and their fans. Guardian Fancast. I'm your host, Quincy Wheeler. You can find us at Guardians Fancast on Twitter. Guardian Fancast on Twitter. You can email me at Quincy at GuardiansFancast.com. Well, we had another win over the Tigers tonight that we're celebrating, and uh, everyone can enjoy these days of beating Tigers when you're supposed to beat the Tigers. And think about that series where the Tigers swept us in four games where it seemed like the season was lost, and this team turned it around. That's how it is with the young team. They can really disappoint you, and then they can really surpass your expectations. And I think that this team finally gives me the feeling that they know how to win a game that they're supposed to win, whether it's the Diamondbacks or the Tigers, that if they see an opportunity to win a game, they're going to get it done. Uh, and, you know, I'm sure there'll be exceptions to that, but they just managed to figure it out. Disappointment of the game was Eli Morgan coming in and walking the bases loaded and ending up having to get taken out of the game. And Emmanuel Classe had to come in and gave up a, a wild pitch, but then got out of it. That was a bummer. Still think Morgan's going to be an effective reliever, but I just think it's him getting worn down by a long season of being in the bullpen for his first time. Got to give him a chance to kind of bounce back there and see if the arm regains some velocity and he gets his control back. It's possible that they might send him down to kind of work on things for a little while or maybe get some rest once you start to see Cody Morris become available. Uh, once you start to need Aaron Savali back on the team, it's possible, you know, that you could see Eli Morgan go down and work on some stuff. Certainly not opposed to doing whatever it takes to get him right, but I'm still confident in him as a bullpen piece. It was a great day for Ahmed Rosario with three hits, three big hits. Jose still looking a little off, but got a single. You know, hopefully he can continue to get strength back in that thumb. I, I'm just pretty convinced that it's just trying to get that thumb strong to where it used to be that's keeping him just a little bit off he's more of a singles doubles guy right now than a doubles home run kind of guy uh, which is still a super valuable player especially as he's playing great defense but hopefully that thumb will get stronger as we end the season here I think that's a real possibility and I'm hoping for that another guy who had a good game was Oscar Gonzalez I am just so happy that Oscar Gonzalez looks like a viable major league player. I, I just, you know, looking at his numbers in the minors, it was like, how in the world is this guy going to make it in the majors not walking at all? And with the higher strikeout rate that he had, it just seemed like guys, pitchers were going to take advantage of that. But so far, he's managed to hold it in check and Seems like maybe he's one of those few guys, I mean, it's still pretty early, but one of those few guys out there who may be able to provide you above average offensive production and not really walk too much, uh, but avoid the strikeouts. And I really hope that's the case because he's just so much fun to root for. I love seeing his post-game interviews. I love his 
SpongeBob walk-up song. Uh, I love everything about watching him play, so I cannot wait to say sometime, hey, I'm so, I was so wrong about Oscar Gonzalez. He's the right-handed hitting outfielder DH that we've been looking for. He's reliable. He's a great player. I mean, they obviously have to love his attitude and his makeup. You can see that. was a little confused as to why Tito didn't use this opportunity today to get Tyler Freeman or Will Benson or Nolan Jones in the lineup. I know Will Benson and Nolan Jones both are left-handed hitters, and so they're facing a left-handed pitcher. But when you look at things, Owen Miller and um, Miles Straw and Josh Naylor, they all have... Uh, WRC pluses against left-handed pitching around 60, I think it's 59 to 69, all in that range for the three of them. And it's getting to be a fairly decent sample size for Straw and Naylor, uh, and, and even Miller at this point. You know, it's, it might need to be a lot more to say for sure what their splits are going to be against left-handed pitching. But if, if I were Tito, it seems like you could give one of those guys the, the night off and let one of your other players, whether it's Freeman, who's right-handed, or one of the guys, Benson and Jones, get some at-bats. But I sure hope he'll do that in the future. Owen Miller got a single, but it just, just isn't really working for me for him to get so many at-bats when we have some other options of guys we need to see, like Tyler Freeman, for sure, who's kind of playing those positions. With that said, the Guardians won 5-2. to two. They beat the Tigers like they're supposed to, and now we're waiting to see if the Dodgers can finish off the Twins and give the Guardians a share of the division lead uh, at the conclusion of the night. So when you hear this podcast, you'll know the answer to that. I just wanted to take a chance to look real quick at some minor league stats, kind of pay attention to guys that we should be thinking about and, uh, and kind of keeping our eye on as the season goes on. A lot of things that you have to keep in mind at this point is that guys are moving around. You got guys getting promoted. You got draft picks that can start to get moved into places. So, you know, you got to kind of pay attention to that when you're looking at the different names that are on the different rosters. You know, so for Lynchburg, Isaiah Green over the past 30 days has an 820 OPS. That's kind of notable, something to keep in mind. Uh, Junior San Quentin has a 936 OPS as a shortstop down there, another decent shortstop prospect. He's got four home runs in the past 30 days, putting up a 558 slugging in the past 30 days. So that's something to pay attention to. Uh, and those, you know, those are kind of the guys that kind of stood out for me um, as far as people that you kind of want to keep your eye on as you go through the rest of the season. Uh, so for the last 30 days for pitchers for Lynchburg, looking like they need some reinforcements. So luckily the draft will provide some of that for them. But Will Dion, kind of an interesting player still. He's a little old for the level. He doesn't quite throw as hard as you might want him to. But as a left-handed pitcher, he's certainly looking like somebody who may be interesting out of the bullpen. He's got a 320 uh, ERA over the past 30 days. He's got 33 strikeouts in 19 and two-thirds innings. Those are good numbers to look at. Ryan Webb's pitched pretty well, 4.30 ERA, a little bit high on the whip because he's had a bunch of walks with 17 strikeouts and 14 innings. He's holding his own down there. So Ryan Webb and Will Dion, some names to think about and pay attention to as you look at Lynchburg. For Lake County, for hitters, 
over, let's see, over the past 30 days, just trying to see who's been doing well down there. One name that's been particularly exciting, Petey Halpin, who's extremely young for the level, has a 1.037 OPS over the past 30 days. Uh, he is incredibly fast. He's um, got 10 walks and 21 strikeouts in that time period and four stolen bases. Uh, he just has been hitting the ball, 24 hits and 64 at-bats in that time period, and he's really showing what he's capable of. It would be extremely exciting if this player got sent to um, Akron at some point this year. I know you know, Justin Ladd on his podcast and on his Twitter was talking about that kind of jokingly, but man, that would be pretty exciting for somebody who's just turned 20 to end up in Akron by the end of the year. But he is an exciting player, another center fielder to pay attention to. Um, Jonathan Rodriguez, 1.023 OPS over the past 30 days. Gabriel Rodriguez, 0.918 OPS over the past 30 days. Milan Tolentino, another shortstop prospect. Gabriel Rodriguez plays third and short. Uh, Milan Tolentino, 8.77 OPS. And Angel Martinez, 837 OPS. All those are names you should keep in mind. Um, Halpin, Rodriguez, both Rodriguez's, but especially Gabriel Rodriguez, kind of an under-the-radar guy who's got, you know, some interesting abilities there, so kind of somebody to pay attention to uh, as we haven't really heard a ton about him, but is an infield prospect who has a good amount of value. So as far as pitchers go, the last 30 days for Lake County, uh, some guys that have kind of stood out a little bit. Tommy Mace has a 3.13 ERA, 21 strikeouts in 23 innings, a little bit high in the walks, but it looks like he's kind of figuring things out a little bit. A little more exciting, Jack Lefwich, who's maybe a little bit old for the level, but he's got 3.15 ERA, 0.85 whip, 24 strikeouts in 20 innings. So definitely somebody to kind of keep in mind for the future as far as Leftwich and how he looks down there. Uh, Doug Nikhazy and Aaron Davenport and Rodney Boone are just kind of hanging in there. Uh, Boone had some great numbers at Lake County and uh, it had some great numbers, sorry, at Lynchburg and hasn't looked so good at Lake County, but you know, it takes a little while to adjust to each level. So watch as he goes. So certainly want to pay attention for um, Mace uh, as, as the season continues to progress and see how he handles things. Um, and uh, we'll see how things go for the Lake County Captains. My, uh, my screen is not popping up right now. So just heading over to the next team, uh, the uh, Rubber Ducks. So the last 30 days for the Rubber Ducks, the leader in OPS is Brian Rocchio, 863 OPS. I've long been excited about Brian Rocchio, thought he's a shortstop of the future, he may possibly be the second baseman of the future, but wow, after a little bit of a slow start and some issues with concussions, he's really come around and kind of been an anchor for that team in the middle of the lineup, as well as uh, you know being able to play those infield positions as need be. Uh, beyond that, you know, Mike Caprice, who we've talked about, first baseman outfielder, he's got an 829 OPS. Uh, still kind of wonder how the team views him and where the future might be for Mike Capriz. 
but certainly somebody to think about for the future. Um, now for pitchers for Akron, that's kind of where the pitching's located. Joey Cantillo having an injury is a real bummer because he was pitching well. But over the past 30 days, Gavin Williams, 1.72 ERA, 0.89 whip, 18 strikeouts in 15 two-thirds innings. He looks like he's the real deal. Tanner Bobby, 2.03 ERA, 0.75 whip, 20 C strikeout, 26 strikeouts in 26 and two-thirds innings. And only two walks. He's super exciting. Tanner Burns is hanging in there. A little unlucky this month with a 5.17 ERA and a 1.21 whip, but hanging around in there. And then we got to see how Carlos Vargas rebounds. Had a rough start, but of late has been pitching a little bit better. So I need him to kind of come around and figure out how to pitch in the in the majors. Uh, last two thirds of an inning, he you know got a save and. And uh, so hopefully that can continue for him. At Columbus, of course, Columbus has been kind of ransacked by guys going up to the bigs. But one thing that excited me is over the past 15 days, Will Brennan continues to be Will Brennan with an OPS of 940. But Gabriel Arias over the past 15 days has a 913 OPS. And that's pretty exciting to see. 278 average, 556 slugging. Looks like he's starting to turn things around. And, of course, Bo Naylor with an 846 OPS. He's just doing it everywhere he goes. And also, Bo Naylor has 12, has 12 strikeouts and 5 walks over the past couple days and 2 stolen bases. Just continues to amaze me being a catcher who can steal bases. Be very interested to see if Arias gets some time in the majors this year. And then also, Will Brennan and Bo Naylor. I don't see Will Brennan coming up unless... Will Benson completely falls flat in his face, which I sure hope doesn't happen. And that could open up possibility, but I suspect we probably won't see him this year. But could be surprised, and uh, not sure. You know, Bo Naylor's probably a next-year thing, too, but could get surprised and see him up at some point. His numbers are so exciting. So then for the pitchers, just a couple of guys. Xavion Curry over the past 30 days, 2.14 ERA, 19 strikeouts in 21 innings, 1.05 whip. That's solid. He's looking solid. Hunter Gaddis looks solid. That's why he got called up. 2.7 ERA, 1.1 whip, 12 strikeouts in 10 innings. Logan Allen's starting to turn things around. He's got a 3 ERA. Uh, had some issues with walks, but has 20 strikeouts in 15 innings. That's that's solid. That That's the beginning of somebody trying to figure looking like he's going to figure things out. Perhaps the most exciting, Cody Morris has a 3.18 ERA, an 0.71 whip, and 13 strikeouts in five and two-thirds innings. He really looks like he's going to be ready to help at some point this year, and who knows if they'll just put him in the bullpen, but it kind of looks like they're trying to stretch him out as a starter. I don't know. It feels like he has to get a shot in Cleveland this year. Would love to see him get a chance in the bullpen at some point and uh, give him a shot to kind of show what he's capable of. And those are the guys that I'm kind of looking for over the second half. Oh, did want to mention also Nick Enright, reliever, 2.16 ERA over the past 30 days, 15 strikeouts in eight and one third inning. He looks like the kind of reliever who could use a little shot in the big leagues. Would love to see them give Brian Shaw fond farewell and get Nick Enright on the roster before the end of the year. But that's probably a pipe dream. So I hope you've enjoyed kind of hearing about guys who are 
making noise in the minors as we head into the second half of the season. You know, as you have a chance to look at Guardians games, make sure that you check over at the Lynchburg, Lake County, Akron, and Columbus box scores and videos to see who's on this list, who these guys we mentioned are making strides and going to help the team either this year or in the coming years that we're going to be rooting for them as they head to the World Series. Don't forget to check out SheetsGiggles.com for some great betting, uh, great gifts to give for your partner. If you're thinking of something special to kind of make their life a little more luxurious, some sustainably made sheets infused with eucalyptus to help you sleep and help save the environment, check out SheetsGiggles.com. And when you check out your items, make sure to use the promo code GUARDIANS to save 15%. This has been the Cleveland Guardians FanCast. You can find us Monday through Friday on any podcast service that you prefer. Don't forget to rate, subscribe, like, and download so that we can continue to produce these podcasts for your enjoyment.